Welcome back, my friends, to Guideposts to the Crossroads. I'm your host, William Ramada. Yeah, I know it's been a couple weeks since I posted. You know, as they say, life gets in the way. You know, somebody says, how come you didn't do this or that? I thought you were working on this. I thought you were doing this. You know, sometimes you just say life gets in the way. So many things happen in such a short time, and it got me to thinking, you know, about just reviewing life. You know, this is the time of the year I spoke about where people do resolutions, you know, and how they want to grow going forward. So this one is more about the reflections of life, you know, thinking about things of the past. As humans, we are constantly growing and we are constantly evolving. And it is our past life experiences that help shape us who we are today. And it's important to take time to reflect on our past and how it has shaped us. Reviewing our past life can be powerful, can be a powerful tool. It can help us move forward and live a fulfilling and happy life. Many times what we do is we look on the past and say, I wish I didn't do this, or I wish I didn't do that. I regret the certain parts of my life. And I always tell people I don't regret anything. Yeah, you've heard it on this podcast before. Yeah, granted, there are things in my life I, I probably wish I could have done better and maybe did differently. But I don't regret what I did because what I did shaped me and it did it for me to where I am today. Uh, I could be a lot better than I am. And I could be a lot worse. But the fact is, I am where I am because of the many things and the many people that have been a part of my life. You know, there's lots and lots of things. Like, I could just sit and think. I, and I do that a lot. I sit and think about, you know, what ifs, you know. But if you ruminate on these what ifs too much, then you start getting depressed and anxious for what? For something you can't change anyway. But it's nice just to reflect back on it and think, you know. Because if you say, what if this? What, what if I would have done this differently? And then maybe that opportunity comes up again and you could try it in that way. Um, so it's not like it's lost. It could be a future event as well. And what brings this to, this to my mind today in the last few days is the recent passing of my brother. Now, my brother was far from an innocent and, you know, he, he did many bad things. 
He's made many bad choices in life, which led him down a path of destruction. Um, he could have changed. He made several tries doing so, but he always returned to be around the others that he should have left behind. You know, addiction, and I can speak on this because, you know, I was an alcoholic too, and addiction kind of takes over in your life. And it is in the sober times of your life, because you're not always high or drunk, that you, you have to make the willing choice to change. You have to have the people to support you to change. Otherwise, you never will. And you cannot go back to those who are doing the same things, because you just get trapped. And then, you know, it's just, it's a terrible thing because when you have an addiction like this, your mind is focused on the one thing, is where to get my next fix. And you don't intentionally want to do people wrong. I know it seems that way, but you don't say, I'm going to go steal from this person or I'm going to do this to get money to get my drugs because I want to. Because in your mind you, and in your heart, you deeply don't want to do it. But the pull is so strong because an addiction is not just mental, it's physical and it's emotional and just drags you. And, you know, it's, it's really hard to explain unless you've been in that position and you know what I'm talking about. And looking at somebody's life from the outside is so easy, saying, well, why don't you stop? Why did you do that to your family or your friends? And then, then you have this immense guilt inside you on top of that draw from addiction, and all you want to do is numb yourself. And that is a big thing about the addiction. You just want to numb yourself. You, you don't really want to exist in this life, in this place that we call reality. And it really sucks. And there's just no way to explain it. I mean, I don't know, you know. You know, I just, just ask for people out there if they know people like that is... Always continue to try to get them help. I mean, don't fall into their traps and give them money or alcohol or drugs or whatever. Always try to take the route to help. But always remember, too, it's not your fault that you couldn't help them because there's a point where we have to help ourselves. We, we know what's going on. We just have to find the way to move. When I was young, I used I used to do things that, you know, if I haven't, I don't know, I just kind of lost my track <laughs> of what I wanted to say. I guess when I was young, I, I used to wonder what would have happened if I didn't 
you know, leave for the Navy, you know, what kind of things maybe I've been involved in because my brother grew up in the same place I did, but I managed to squeeze squeeze out of that place as, as best as I could. And I mean, it's not all bad people everywhere. You know, I might have been with the good people or I might have moved to another place. But I always used to wonder if I would have stayed home, if I would have kept him out of the trouble that he got into. But then as I also know, though, is we all are humans and we all have our own choices of what to do. And it probably wouldn't have made that much of a difference if I was home, you know, because choices are choices. And you make them. We all make choices in life, and we know what is right and wrong. It's just sometimes when you have an addiction, it doesn't really matter what is right or wrong. You just need the next fix. And, of course, if I was there, you know, we don't know what would happen. And we cannot determine what would or wouldn't have happened because we all make our life choices and it could have been a time where he says, I'm not going to listen to you, you know, because when you're young and dumb, you know everything and you're invincible and you're going to do what you want to do regardless of what anybody else says. And there's nobody out there listening to this that will deny that. I mean, and if you do, you're, you're not in reality. Sometimes we make decisions that don't go the way we expect. You know, and such is life. You know, we make life choices and it didn't work out the way we thought it would have. I have known and quite a few people who have passed on in the last several years. You know, the older we get, the more we pass. And, of course, the more we, we begin to think about life and, and death. And being in the military, I've also seen a lot of death and a lot of injuries and stuff that really make you start thinking. And it makes you decide what you might want to do in your path in your life. And I constantly, I mean constantly, I always think about the, the choices I made in life. You know, it's not always because of death. But maybe sometimes it is the consequences that, of those choices that make me think in the ways that I do. And it's okay to ponder these things. But I wouldn't hold these choices against yourself. With these, oh, I should haves or I should haves. That's where that statement comes along, where you say, don't should on yourself. And it's the same thing with family and friends. You can say all day long, about your friend or family that had died, well, perhaps I should have done this, or I should have done that. Well, perhaps, but you don't know. Um, you never will know. So you can't live your life just wondering 
what if I've done this, you know? And to make it a statement like we abandoned him or we abandoned her, it's not true. They, they abandoned you for the drugs and the alcohol. They abandoned you for the choice of crime. Um, especially when you are a family that's tried to help and you've done many things to help, but they just choose to go the opposite route. You cannot hold yourself responsible for that. It is needless guilt, you know, or I don't know if it's a way to make you think it's going to make you feel better for that person. That person's gone. <laughs> they're, they're up in the afterlife now, and they could care less about the feelings you're going through or what you did or didn't do. They are in Pleasantville. And now I don't believe there's a hell. <laughs> they're up there. They're downloading their life experience and beginning to make choices of their next life. And yes, I'm a Christian, and I believe that. And that's the way it is. And I mean, right now, my brother could be up there looking down on us as we think, and he would be saying, it's okay, it's okay, I made my choices. And he was that kind of person anyway. I mean, he was a people person when he was sober, and he liked to laugh and do things with people. And he wouldn't want anybody sitting down here you know, just being guilty over what we did or didn't do. And I implore you not to do that. I mean, oh, the the issues it was going to create in your mind and your heart, you, you just don't want to deal with it. So go ahead and instead of taking, or instead of, or alongside of doing your New Year's resolution. Go ahead and take some time to review your past life. Now, these are some of the choices that you can do to make, to make changes in your life. It allows us to gain the insight into our motivations, into our values, into our beliefs. It helps us it helps us recognize patterns in our behavior and how we interact with others. And by understanding our past, we can better understand ourselves and make better decisions in the present. And we can also use our past as a tool to help us create a better future. This is a time, too, where you can write down your wishes of what you want to happen after you're gone, you know, with your body or whatever, ashes or being buried. or We never know when we're going to go. So it's good to do that so the family doesn't have to worry about it and argue about it or whatever. 
I mean, that way we everybody knows this is what he wanted. So let's just do this and fulfill that last wish. Instead of wondering, well, what if this or what if that? But of course, when I'm gone, I don't care. You know, when I write something out about what I want done with my ashes, it's to keep the peace because I could really care less where my ashes go. I would like them to go in the ocean, but if they don't, oh well, I'm, I'm no longer using them. <laughs> So go ahead and review your past, the pet, your past life, and, and begin to identify those areas where you can make improvements. Because we can look at our mistakes and learn from them. We can identify our strengths and our weaknesses and use this knowledge to create a plan for our future. We are here. We are still here. So let's make the best future that we can. We could also use our past experiences to help us make those better choices and to create healthier relationships. We are a social being and relationships are very important to us. Even for us that say we are... Um, kind of people that don't like people or we just want to be in our house. We still desire some type of relationships. Reviewing our past life can also help us appreciate our current life. We can learn to appreciate the good moments and be grateful for the lessons that we have learned. We could also use our past to help us appreciate the present and look forward to that future, this future that we talk about creating. So what are some of the things you are grateful for? This is a great way to end your day every night you know, I think I've talked about this before in prior podcasts where you just write down a couple of things you're grateful for and think about them. And when you get up the next day, they come fresh to your mind and you can be grateful for the things that you have. I think a lot of times we think more about the things we don't have than than the things we have. And that's why Americans could be so disappointed so much is because we're always looking for the things that we don't have instead of the beautiful things that we do have. Because when we are grateful for what we have, we're not going to concentrate on those things that we don't have. And we'd be much happier. Yeah, I've been around the world. I've been in third world countries, and that's one of the things I noticed the poorer people of the world seem to be so much happier. Do they want more things or better things? Yes. But they are happy for the food that they have, the house that they have, the family that they have. They're generally happy people. They are not fixated on getting a million dollars or 
you know, brand new cars. Do they try to get that stuff? Sure. But it's not the life end goal, you know? So don't fixate on that neither. And finally, reviewing our past life can help us identify our purpose and find meaning in our lives. What are those things in the past that we would like to change and perhaps we can help other people? You know, if you help your family get past things, help your friends, you know, maybe become a coach because of all the things you've been through. We could use our past life to help us discover our passions and to set our goals. We know what we did that didn't work. Maybe we just need to tweak them and change the goal just a tiny bit to try another way, to get on another path. In several episodes of this podcast, we talked about goals and how to set goals. Of course, you must first know your passions. I mean, you just don't want to go out and try to create something that you're not passionate about. It'd be like being in a dead-end job that you don't want to be in. You'd just be going to hate life and everything (laughs) and just be miserable. So know your passions and and at least create a hobby out of it, not a habit. You can have a habit hobby, but... You know, do something with your passions. Don't just sit around and think, I wish I did, I wish I didn't. What are those things that you want to do? Take out that handy daily notebook that I talk about and write it down. Write down the things that you want to do. It could be travel. It could be creating a business. It could be just taking daily walks. Something simple. What is it that gets your heart beating, makes you feel good? Because you really don't want to end your life being miserable. You want to be happy and joyful and have a good time with your family and friends. So do this in your book, your notebook. Write down your passions in an order that is most important to you these things that make you the happiest. And once you do that, you know, then start your goals list. Make the vision board or whatever method that you find most helpful for you. And talk to to your family and friends about your goals and your passions because they are your motivation. They are your encouragement. And they will help you to f- help follow your heart. Especially when they know how strong you feel about it. You know, not everybody's, you know, there's going to be people, oh, you can't do this or that. Well, maybe not, but you might have fun trying. So what do they say? It's not the destination, but the path of getting there. That's the good part, the fun part, or whatever. And it's never too late. You can always accomplish something. 
you know, especially if you put your heart into it and that's what you really want to do. There have been many people that created businesses real late in their life. I think Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken, he tried over, uh, I don't know, he was denied several times at different restaurants and stuff about his recipe, like adopting or selling his recipe. And they just kept denying him. And then I think he was in his late 60s when he finally hit it big. Uh, many authors hit it hit it big later on in their lives writing books. And most movie stars, too, if you, you take a look, um, they're usually older before they really take off. Yeah, I mean, you do have a few that started as children and go all the way through, and but they're not all that successful, well, depending on what you say success is. But, you know, it's just... It's different for everybody, so don't think it's too late. I, I like to think about all the people that I have seen that are in their 70s or 80s and said, I'm going back to school. They get a degree. I mean, they, I might not ever use it, but they got it because it's something that they want to do. So take a life review. Look on your past. What are your passions? Figure out what you want to do. Don't hold it against yourself. Don't hold it against anybody else. Just do it. You know, turn them into those resolutions. It's mid-January. Nobody says you have to make a resolution January 1st. It could be the 18th, the 15th. It could be in March. Think about it. Write things down. And in May, say, hey, I'm making these changes in my life. And just make those changes. That's what I do. I don't make a January resolutions. I make my choices throughout the year, and I do them. And that's it. So thank you for joining me again, and it is a better life.